Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There. Hey, let's see. Let's see this. Here we go. Hey, <laughs> just messing with you. Welcome to Geekscape. I'm Jonathan London, your host. If this is your first Geekscape, well, welcome. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I almost wasn't here. Um, a lot of stuff going on this uh, week. I, I get married on Friday, I, in case you didn't get the memo. Um, but you're still getting your Geekscape. Not only are you getting this, the Werewolf by Night uh, Geekscape special with Ian Kerner, but uh, if you check the feed, you've got an interview with Scott Atkins, the action star himself, uh, on the feed, uh, talking about his brand new movie, Accident Man 2, Hitman's Holiday, which comes out on video this Friday. Uh, listen to that episode because, uh, first off, it's based on a comic that was created, uh, a British comic created by one of the co-creators of Judge Dredd. Uh, also, the two people directing the movie, he met them on Doctor Strange when he was doing stunts in Doctor Strange 1. Uh, one of the directors was the stuntman, and then the guy was like, hey, uh, I got this idea for a film, and they started to talk about films, and he introduced him to his brother, who's the director, and the, it's awesome. We talk a lot of nerdy stuff, plus action movies, so listen to that episode. Uh, what else? Well, this is the Werewolf by Night uh, Geekscape special. We're going to be talking pretty in-depth about it, so if you haven't seen the one-hour special that Disney just put up on Disney+, Plus, uh, it's a lot of fun. Go watch it, and I've got Ian Kerner here to talk about it. Doesn't mean we're not going to be back right after the wedding to talk some She-Hulk, because uh, that's wrapping up this week. But you know what? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's just start the show and go from there. Sound good? Let's go. Yeah, all right. We're back on this Geekscape. We got this Werewolf by Night uh, special. There's so much Geekscape coming down the pipe at you. I'm like, wait, what episode is this? Is it, who am I? Am I interviewing somebody? What's happening? Who do I have on the show? I really hope you enjoyed the Finn Jones episode last week talking about uh, Iron Fist. I did not prompt that at all. I wanted to talk about Game of Thrones and maybe Iron Fist later on, but it, uh, I didn't get a chance. Finn just busted out talking about how he wants to play Danny Rand again. And uh, if you haven't heard that, like, what is going on? Like, go listen to it. It was pretty awesome and incredibly candid uh, to hear him talk about the things that were wrong with season one and how they really worked hard to course correct. And I don't need to pimp it anymore. Go listen to it. Uh, but I will pimp this. If you want, if you're enjoying your Geekscape, please share it with your friends. Hit that share button. Share it with your friends. You know how we do this. Uh, if you're here listening, like our good friend Jason Elliott in there, who says in the comments, Scott Atkins is awesome. 
I don't got a problem Tim to go and share this with his friends uh, and say, hey, listen to this Geekscape podcast. It's awesome. And I'm pretty sure after he listens to the Scott Atkins uh, conversation, he's going to go leave that five-star review on his podcatcher and uh, tell other people to listen to Geekscape. So, okay. I'm doing a lot of <laughs> doing a lot of checking this week because we get married on Friday. Uh, Heidi and I do. She'll be on the show soon to talk about it. Uh, so please forgive me if I'm double checking a lot of stuff. But let me just bring Ian on. We're going to be talking about Werewolf by Night uh, quite a bit. It's up on Disney Plus right now. It's I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, but there will be spoilers in this conversation, so I'm warning you. Spoilers. Uh, all right, Ian, let's bring you in here. Let's talk about Werewolf by Night. Um, what a treat this was. I think we can both agree. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> That's all he's going to say. All right, guys, that was Ian Kurt, everybody. <laughs> Ian, are you as distracted as me? <laughs> uh, I mean, different reasons, but yeah, you know, we both got a lot going on this week, right? So, so Ian calls me, and I'm not lying. About 12 minutes before we're supposed to be talking to you, right? Well, let's just say 12 no, minutes it was, ago. No, it, it was 15 minutes. Realized we're seven minutes, minutes away. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> Ian lives seven minutes away, but he calls me 15 minutes ago to say, hey, man, we might have a problem. I'm like, oh, I don't like that 15 minutes before we broadcast. And he says, at and scheduled to come and work on the internet like right now. Ian's like installing a pool in the backyard. There's lots of cables and stuff underground. There's all sorts of stuff you got to yeah. check. They're digging in the ground. They might be unplugging his Geekscape. Uh, so Ian calls me and says, hey, I don't know what to do, dude. The internet people are coming over and I may not have internet to do Geekscape. And I just found out about it. This is 15 minutes ago. 16 now if you're listening. And I told Ian, get in the car. We'll both be sitting here in the Geekscape office, which is just a bunch of wedding storage at this point. And Ian and I are going to sit here amongst a bunch of wedding stuff and do the episode for you in person. And it didn't happen. The, the cable company canceled. Ian went home. I rewired everything. I hope you can hear me, Geekscapist. And uh, holy crap, we're going to talk some werewolf by night, All but right. not without some heart attack. So... It, it, it wasn't without fear, okay? No, if Werewolf so, by Night's what you're so, so <laughs> Listen, listen, here's the thing. Uh, so Werewolf by Night, I mean, stylistically, it's fantastic. It's really a lot of fun. Um, obviously, we'll get into some of the stuff about how it's true to comics or not. I think that they did some really interesting things, bringing some different properties together. Some stuff they went with, you know, just made up their own thing, which, and they always do. The MCU always does its own version of stuff, though... Personally, I feel like they might have, you know, like some the ancillary characters were all made up. And a part of me feels like it's a missed opportunity. Why not have done, you know, characters that, you know, even like sometimes they do, they dig really deep into some like really major, you know, obscure stuff. And I think that's one of the great things about it. So I was a little surprised they didn't do that here. Well, there are a lot of opportunities and we'll pick through them. And we'll see maybe who you think should have been introduced. But let's take it from the top. Right now, we got a couple of questions or comments. Craig Robinson says, hey, good evening. I enjoyed the special presentation, as did both of Loved of it. Ian and Absolutely I. loved it. It was awesome. Uh, he also says, congrats on the upcoming wedding. I'm rotting for you. That's a throwback to a joke in the film that is awesome. Uh, and Jim says, hey, unsolved bot failed to derail the proceedings once again. Um, well, who knows? There's still a conversation to be had. So um, I, I love the movie. I think we're, we're into this. And Heidi loved it, too. And from the beginning, 
I love that they shot it in that universal. They shot it in color, but then they yeah. put it in that universal classic style. It's funny. Um, people calling out as a, as a Hammer tribute, but to me, it felt much more classic yeah. universal than Hammer. Absolutely. I didn't think of Hammer at all. No. Uh, I think Michael Giacchino was thinking of the, the classic universal. Yeah, movies. yeah. From the, the 30s and 40s, you know, you, you Bela Lugosi, Dracula, Lon Chaney, Wolfman, yeah. and there Boris wasn't anything that was really yeah. 60s in this 50s that, 60s that, that's in this. this was yeah and also it being black and white because the hammer films were in color they were in color folks yeah. hey if you're gonna geek geek right uh christopher will, lee and peter cushing dracula and van helsing i mean still uh, as a kid my favorite it, it, those were awesome yeah but those hammer films were in color yeah. uh so we open up and we've got this character jack russell he's werewolf by night um how much does this? Say? He's been invited to this uh, kind of like it's like a mausoleum. It's like a it's a estate, and it's run by the Bloodstones. We find out, and uh, the person who owns it, who is uh, here, we go Ulysses Bloodstone. He's a popular comic character in so, Marvel Comics. He's been kind of nascent in the eighties, but in the seventies, well, he's been he's dead. A pretty big part. He's of been it. dead for a while. And, and spoilers, he's dead in this too, yeah. but he's invited a bunch of monster hunters to his estate to hunt for this thing called the blood. So- well, the reward is the blood so- zone if they can hunt down this beast. So- Am I setting this up right? Yeah, yeah. But what I thought was interesting about this, the choice to make Ulysses Bloodstone dead already, you know, I mean, listen, there's a timing thing. I- Elsa Bloodstone for me is a much better, much cooler character. Um, yeah, and she's so in she's, Marvel versus Capcom. Like she's been no, in a lot she's of the a very cool character. Stuff. But, but the thing is, is Ulysses Bloodstone was around in the comics for a very long time. They finally killed him off, and, and as a character, he's supposed to be around ten thousand years. He's basically Marvel's version of Vandal Savage, except he's not a bad guy. Okay, so it's a very similar but, thing with a meteor fell, and you know, so the, the Bloodstone is actually this meteor. It ends up being extra dimensional and having to do with like this. You know, an attempted you know extra dimensional invasion and mystic energies and all this stuff. But the bottom line is, is that he has this bloodstone. It gave him powers. It gave him immortality and strength and some psychic abilities. He's around for ten thousand years. And I mean, over the years, usually retcon. They've done things where they've had him like, oh, they they said, oh, like he was part of the American Revolution, but a Captain Steve Rogers, who's an ancestor of Steve Rogers, is the one that convinced him to be part of it. You know, and he saved his life. So if not for him, Steve Rogers never would have been Captain America. They did when they did that thing about the 1959 <laughs> Avengers. He's a member, you know. Sure. And by the way, and, and that by the way, I thought is cool because you know the rumors are that the Blade movie is going to take place in the 50s, and that's the first time we've seen that Blade was around and active in the 50s. You know, so in that storyline, yeah, with Ulysses Bloodstone, and I guess if you're going to do that, Ulysses Bloodstone can be a he absolutely can team. show up. What, you know, it, Ian, it real quick, them. what are you tapping on next to your microphone? Am I, <laughs> I think you're something? flipping a pen or something. No, I'm hearing like a click clack, oh, click, may, click clack. Maybe I'm in my. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I was. It, I'm, I might have been like <laughs> hitting my foot or something. Hey, hands where I can see them, it, Ian. I'm kidding. Is, is it still um, happening? No, no, it's good now. It's good now. You know, I, was, Finn, I think I was Finn rocking was like, the chair or something. Yeah, Finn was flipping his keys, and I was like, "Dude, I got to tell you to stop that." Um, okay, so Elsa Bloodstone's invited to be a part of it. She's kind of like the the disgraced, like errant daughter who's been detached from her father. 
Um, and the other hunters are like, what are you doing here? We're going to, we're actual hunters. You're the daughter that really never was. Uh, we're going to take it. But then you've got Jack Russell's character. How do the other hunters not know about him? They've all been invited well, to well, hunt this, this creature. So Jack Russell, listen, you know, we're led to believe they all give their resumes and how many monsters they've killed. And he apparently has killed so many. And that's the thing is, Jack Russell in the comics is a monster hunter. I mean, he's not a werewolf all the time. So it's not necessarily an untrue statement. It's not clear to me when I watch that. Did he go undercover and he's not who he says he is because he's trying to, to, to rescue Ted? Or is he still who he said he is still trying to rescue Ted? You know, unclear. Okay. You know, um, well, I'm inclined to go, first... go, go the ladder. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, Seems like he's a bit undercover to rescue Ted. But I still think that's what that, I that he still has, that he is a monster hunter. He's killed lots of monsters. I think that's still true. Absolutely. And, um, and the one thing, too, Geekscapers, we learned pretty quickly that the thing that they're hunting is Man-Thing, which is a major Marvel character. Yeah. At least I think so. No, he's Man-Thing's been, major. I mean, he's recently been in... He's been in Fantastic Four. He's a major, he has a huge power set. Marvel 2. Uh, he goes he, back to crossovers with so many characters. And in particular, they do this thing with Man Thing is the guardian of the nexus of all realities. So we start getting to multiverse stuff. Man Thing can show up and be a very big deal if they choose to go there. He is uh, the nexus character for traversing the multiverse. And that is. You know, obviously they went crazy in Doctor Strange 2 with the multiverse stuff. And you did get the introduction of Cathan. And uh, that was the character that Wong was talking about. Uh, and they actually go to like the, uh, I guess, the temple built by the followers of Cathan. And a lot of these horror monsters in the comics from Marvel <laughs> come out of that kind of religion. But here you've got the man thing. Uh, he's not really jumping realities in this one. He's getting hunted and Ted's there or um, Jack's there to rescue him. Um, I loved the scene between Jack and Elsa, and I loved every part of Man-Thing. And you warned me. You said, Man-Thing is great. He's kind of like Groot, though, in this. Yeah, but that wasn't a So here's the thing. I felt that this Man-Thing was very sentient and aware, and in the comics, Man-Thing isn't that. Um, or most of the time, he isn't that. There was a one brief point where he gets Ted Salas' mind back. But for the most part, yes, he's just felt very Groot that you can't understand him and very lovable. Um, Man-Thing is actually kind of sweet and innocent and, you know, in the comics. So, but I felt this was just, he fully had like a human intelligence. You know, you, there's no, you know, the fact that he's calling him Ted shows that he's probably once human. So the Man-Thing origin in the comics is that, you know, he's basically trying to recreate the super soldier serum. And then it, it gets mixed with a little bit of Kurt Connor's um, the lizard's uh, serum, as well as falling into this mystic lake, uh, swamp, you know? So all those things together turn him into the man thing. Um, and he ends up becoming the guardian of the nexus of all realities. Is Jack Russell's origin of the comics just a traditional werewolf story? Or um, is that something different? Depends on what you mean by traditional werewolf story. He's not bitten he by a werewolf. He, he's born. He's a born werewolf from an ancestor being cursed. Oh, so it's based on a curse, and that ancestor is everybody that the ancestor gave birth to. Is a whole like the, the whole lineage is cursed. Yeah. But, but okay. if you think about it, you know you've seen that version of lycanthropy in, in certain things. Underworld, for instance, like 
the idea that it's almost like a race, but it's literally like, you know, yeah, your descendant had it, you have it, you know, you're a werewolf. Okay. Um, so you got Jack Russell, you got Elsa Bloodstone, you got Man Thing. Those are the three Marvel characters that were from uh, comics and things yeah. like that, that I was pretty excited to see interact. Um, when he first enters that chamber with uh, Ulysses Bloodstone's body announcing, and it, that's like one of my favorite sequences where he's like in a reanimated corpse. That's like hysterical, a, like a machine. yeah. It, 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 and, animatronic, uh, right? It was so awesome. Um, I think our last president was like that. Uh, he, he kind of presents this this race to get the Bloodstone or to kill Man-Thing. Um, and that's where I thought they kind of missed an opportunity to introduce some more monsters totally. the walls or, totally. or items. Well, like I, I did notice... Now, you can't use the Darkhold, but the Darkhold lives in that world. Of well, well very much so. By the way, the person that actually put the Darkhold down on paper is Jack Russell's ancestor. That, that would curse you. Yeah, yeah. That, that would that would so, that so, would, so that, that would that's you. part of that. I mean, all these things tie together with the Marvel stuff, which has always been one of the great things about the Marvel books. I mean, DC as well, but I always thought Marvel did a really good job of bringing all the mythologies together and you know how they interconnect. Um, you know, Gore the Guard Butcher is actually on one of the walls. Wait, throw that at me. Again. Gore the God Butcher is on one yes. of the walls. The sword that corrupted no, him. No, Gore or? is. That's all. If you went back and watched it again, or saw a screen grab, and it's on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, so this takes place right. after Thor: Love and Thunder, <laughs> right? You would think. I mean, the thing is that the screen grab I saw it's very comic accurate, but it's there. You know, it's definitely an Easter egg. Looks a little different than the version we just yeah, saw in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I like that they started out with you see the Avengers and the narrator says like, hey, in this world of gods and, and yeah. heroes, like there is this other corner and it introduces you over there. It doesn't say like this is different. Well, this is a separate. Well, no. Corner. And here, here's together. the thing. It's like, you know, Blade is coming like, you know, yes, th- these other things exist, you know. Um, so, that, you know, it's interesting. Way back when I think we talked about this back when we first reviewed the very first Thor movie. You know, and the idea of were they willing to go in on mystic stuff, you know, and ultimately got there with Doctor Strange, right? But it was like this different thing. Even with Doctor Strange, it's this other dimensional energies thing, you know? But that doesn't take away from the mystic thing. It'd still be powered that way, right? But mm-hmm. but it's there, it exists, it's showing up, you know? Um, and more so after Doctor Strange too. Yeah. Like, a lot more so. And then when you lead into the Blade movie, I mean, the Blade movie doesn't necessarily... I mean, it can have, a, I think, a portion of it that takes place in the 1950s or maybe the majority of it. But if they're looking at uh, tying it into what we just saw... Well, by the way, uh, I think... One- Blade's also a vampire, so he can he, he can be the same age in both the 50s and the... Totally, totally. Current, well, yeah. well, by the way, you know, I think WandaVision also really doubled down on this idea, right, about mysticism and, you know, this other side of the Marvel Universe. You know, which, yeah, you, then Doctor Strange 2 went more all in on it. But I say that in a sense of because you want to say Doctor Strange, but the first Doctor Strange, you know, they have their sling rings and, you know, and it's, it's just other dimensional and it's magic. But it, it, it was a different kind of magic than what you see in WandaVision, right? You need a tool for it, right? Does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah, there, yeah, there's like yeah. A, it's like a, almost like a little bit of a technology base still, yeah. which is what they're doing in Thor. Right. So the other hunters that we meet, there's Jovan, Verusa, who's the, the Ver- I guess, Verusa is like the, 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 the stepmother. The stepmother. Well, see, and she uh, doesn't exist in the comics. Elsa had a mother. 
Ulysses okay. was involved with other women before Elsa's mother, at least I think her name was, you know, I mean, because there, there was an, there was a sister that he sacrificed millennia ago that then came back semi-recently, you know, there's, but yeah, I mean, again, it was around 10,000 years. Did you catch that uh, Kurt Thatcher, who's a buddy of Heidi and I's, uh, played Jovan, who he was also the uh, punk in Star Trek Four, who was playing the music on the on the, oh, yeah, yeah. the bus? Yeah. So that's the same actor, the guy who played the music on the bus and gets like the Vulcan neck pinch, uh-huh. is the dude who played the big, like axe wielding hunter in this one. And the second he came on screen, every time he came on screen, Heidi's like, "It's Kirk! It's Kirk! Look, it's Kirk!" And I'm like, "Sweetie, I know it's Kirk. It's awesome that he's doing this." That he's the man, and I, he played the role again in the last season of Picard. Yeah, I was gonna was say, fun. yeah, it was cool. um, okay. So, Ian, we don't get a post credit scene in this. Obviously, the, the, the film plays out. Ted teams up with Elsa, or Jack teams up with Elsa. They rescue, uh, or they allow Man Thing to escape. That comes back later when Man Thing kind of saves them. I love that. Um, I loved it. Uh, and it's a, just a nice, tight, like one hour little story. Um, I think it's everything that it needed to be. It didn't need a tag. I think fans were no. expecting like a credit tag. Um, you do get a final in the and Michael Giacchino has said like you do get like a final what feels like a tag. It's that last scene mm-hmm. where they're talking about where they're going to go for to dinner. Like where are these characters going to go next? Um, where could these characters go next? I mean, obviously, if you have like the sons of or or the the what are they the midnight suns well um, well here's the yeah, thing i don't know if you do that cuz first of all it, it, it's more legion of monsters than midnight okay. suns and and you don't need morbius yes morbius was part of it more the midnight suns and legion of monsters but werewolf by night and man thing much more legion of monsters so and like to, to me i think you go there more than you go midnight suns for many reasons Again, with okay, Blade, know, Blade is more midnight thing is. I think I know what the clicking is. Yeah. It might be your headphone strap when it's clicking against something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just happened. Oh. There it is. You know, That's all good. You know what it is? I think it was, I think it might, was hitting my keyboard. That's all good. Yeah, as long as I... Yeah, Better now? Your I, just, yeah, I, just, totally. I just wrapped it up with the mic. Anyway. <laughs> it so. took, took me a little bit of detective work on my there own. I should hunt... I should hunt audio issues. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to Geekscape, you know that's not something I'm qualified for. No. Um, Okay, so talk to me about the Legion of Monsters because I know about the Midnight Suns. There's a brand new Midnight Suns comic that's out. There, there's a video game coming out next year on the Midnight Suns. Did you know that? Like, yeah, I did see that. All in. Is that the one that's spelled S U N S? Yes. So it used to be S O N S. Now because it's got somebody like Elsa Blundstone on the team, as well as Colossus's sisters on the team. Yeah, it's got a ton of women on the team as well. Now it's the Midnight suns like the sun in the sky uh and there's a co- there's like a video game coming out next year of it they're going all in and it seems like a lot of it's based around both wolverine and blade that's not this team as you're saying i don't recall who the legion of monsters are other than an avengers like kind of monster team that they had in the 70s can you tell me Le- yeah there was a legion of monsters in like mid 70s like 76 something like that and then they did that again in like 2010 and they go back and forth. The, the, most recently, like they had Man Thing and Howling Commandos, which was a take okay. on the original Sergeant Fury and Howling Commandos, which is Dum Dum Dugan, who was actually an LMD of Life Model Decoy of Dum Dum Dugan, leading a team of monsters. And you have the Frankenstein's monster, and like you have this amphibian thing, and you know, oh, where that's, we'll find uh, it. And... The amphibian thing is Man Manphibian. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were really stretching yeah. there in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do we call it? By the way, Howling Commander's book was fun. Yeah, yeah. I didn't read it. Yeah, it's a fun book. But, uh, oh, oh, I know, you know, here's a cool man thing thing. Uh, man thing thing. Man thing tidbit. Uh, Bobby Morse was originally introduced as a scientist with man thing. Mocking. Uh, but, uh, goes on uh, to become Mockingbird. Uh, yeah. Mockingbird. Yeah. And so, okay, so how closely were they kind of taking from Swamp Thing when they were creating Man Thing? Um, you know, I think that Man Thing and Swamp Thing is another example of just like with Thanos and Darkseid about them being like right at the same time, like literally like months apart kind of thing. Like I think it was in the early 70s. I, I have to check on that. I'm pretty sure that that's. Take a look real quick. Did you know that there was a British Dennis the Menace introduced within like a week of the American Dennis the Menace? No. Yeah. So, yeah, so Man out. Thing was introduced in May of 1971. Okay. I think he actually is before Swamp Thing. Okay. Um, so there's that. Now, what about Swamp Thing? When was Swamp Thing introduced? Swamp Thing was May introduced of 1971 versus. In July of 71. Okay. So two months later. That's not, I don't think that's enough time to go to publication and get ripped off. No, that's what I'm saying. It's one of those weird things. Now, you know, I, I've been part of conversations about this stuff in the past, you know, or you start thinking about, like, comic writers know each other. They were all in New York. People drank together, whatever else, you know, like, hard to say. Because I think it was, it was, it was uh, Len Wein had created Man, uh, Swamp Thing, and... Um, was it Gary, Jerry Conway? Jerry Conway created, yeah. And I mean, I mean, those guys definitely knew each other. Yeah, you know? they definitely knew each other. So. And Gary Conway, I'm actually talking to uh, LA Comic Con. They may be doing something else, but I'm trying to see if we can get Gary Conway at LA Comic Con to do a Geekscape or a panel or something because he created The Punisher. Yeah, I mean, he was a huge part of this mid '70s. You should thing. ask. And not him. only that, but. <laughs> Uh, we should. Well, I've been I've been reaching out to friend of friends, um, trying to get to see uh, if we can work something out. Geekscape, but stay tuned. I don't know if it's going to happen. But um, also, Moon Knight, Moon Knight was introduced in Werewolf by Night. Yes. So Moon Knight is he ever coming back to the MCU? First off, and is this something that could be a collab later down the road? Um. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We haven't heard anything. You know, um, no, we don't know if Moon Knight's ever coming yeah. back, but uh, but Mar, but Disney did do this brand new announcement for uh, the expansion of their Avengers campus, yeah. And this brand new ride we were talking about on the show a couple of weeks ago, there's a brand new ride that has King Thanos in it, and it's a multiverse ride that every time you take it, it has a na- different narrative in it. Um, Werewolf by Night is part of that promotion, you see it in the artwork, you also see uh, Moon Knight in the artwork, and you also see Man Thing in that artwork. So it feels like Marvel is kind of and Disney are kind of doubling down at least on Man Thing and Werewolf by Night. And there's also an actor walking around the Disney Park here in California that is dressed like Werewolf by Night. So it seems like Werewolf by Night, Man Thing, you're going to see more of them. I would expect so. Um, you know, Moon Knight. Mm, who knows. Yeah. And are and are these monsters rele- relegated to just these one hour specials? Well, the other thing. well, and that. Here's always the tricky thing, right? With with Marvel, and I think I've talked about this before, you know, on uh, in the podcasts. I know you and I have gotten really deep in some connection stuff, really hopeful, and I I've stopped getting overly hopeful, but getting 
what I'm going to say is sort of the mythology in the comics is, is always more complicated. Like it really relies on previous things. And they just say, you know, listen, they write enough exposition into it. You can figure out what's happened. And most people, particularly back when we were kids, if you didn't have the comic, that was it. It's not like you can go online and read what happened exactly and all this stuff. So they just told you what you missed before. And you came in years and years later. And, you know, unless you're a lot older than us, you couldn't have read the stuff when it started. You know, not a lot of people left alive that are much older than us. Ian. Well, but I'm saying <laughs> seriously, right. You, to have read, you know, all the Marvel stuff when it started, I mean, just the, from publishing as Marvel and, you know, 62, 63, yeah. you know, I mean, if you really want to technically go back because, you know, timely and, and all of that, you know, Captain America name, or you're going back to the early forties. Yeah. Know? But even monster characters like Groot were introduced before the 1960s. Exactly. Exactly. So my point War. is that, you know, unless, you know, you're really, there's not many people alive, you know, that could have possibly have ever read it, that did read it, you know, and read all of it as it came out. But, um, you know, so the thing is that a lot of stuff is built on stuff and the Marvel stuff still builds on stuff, but you know, they don't, they don't really, as much as people say it's connected and you got to see all of them. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of that, of course, but they don't really rely on each other. I think we really got into it when we talked about Dr. Strange too. And that was the disappointing thing that how that in the one sense, if you didn't see WandaVision, you don't quite get it. But if you did see WandaVision, you feel like you've seen this already, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it's interesting. I'd like to think they've introduced these characters. They show up elsewhere, you know, versus, and my point is versus, do they just do more of this? You know, is it a sure. werewolf by night series? Is it a man thing series? Specials. Is it an Elsa series? Or is it a, you know, is it a yearly but, horror special? But, or uh, we also have Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special coming. We up do. That we we know do. almost nothing about. Yeah, but maybe that's a one-hour Christmas special with the Guardians of the Galaxy that we're going to get. Yeah, um, but like Elsa could easily show up, you know, in probably Blade Two. So again, as I've heard, that the first Blade takes place in the past. But they could easily okay. put Ulysses in the first play, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, you know? Because why even do him if they're not going to do something like that, you know? May- uh, may- do him may- in regards to Blade or Ulysses? Ulysses. Yeah. You know, like, it's very possible. I don't know. You know, I'm not, I haven't heard anything on that topic, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it would be cool. And it, it ultimately, it's just cool to get a movie like this uh, with the B-list yeah. or even these are kind of like DC-list Marvel characters. And I like these one-hour specials. I think that's maybe what the, we're going to get with the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. It might be even shorter. Uh, that'll be a ton of fun. And I think that Marvel's discovered another window through which to introduce characters to this MCU. And like you said, if we end up getting a Werewolf by Night team up later on down the road with somebody else where they appear in another series you know the audience is going to pop for that because this has a huge audience approval rating, uh, at least on Rotten Tomatoes. I just saw how high it was. I was like, well, that's the highest that anything on Disney Plus has been. Uh, You know what the lowest fan uh, approval rating is on a Disney Plus uh, Marvel show? What? It's fucking She-Hulk because nerds cannot take criticism. (laughs) It's like in the 30s and it's ridiculously lower than any of the other stuff on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so fucking good. We'll get into it's it later. Fantastic. I know We're going to get into it this weekend, yeah. but damn, reading that, it just shows that the commentary from She-Hulk is right, and angry, like, raging nerds are definitely the villain. I'm going to try to um, look at some of that before we get okay. into that 
Okay. Right. Well, yeah. Ian, we're going to be busy. And you know what? Hopefully, Man Thing and uh, Elsa Bloodstone and our friend Werewolf by Night is uh, are also busy because uh, Jim Pagarai says, um, when does Man Thing team up with Howard the Duck? <laughs> <laughs> That's happened a ton in the comics. The, the, uh, the possibilities are endless. We'll talk about them. Uh, I'm going to go back to wedding prep and editing. I shoot tomorrow in, a, in San Francisco, and you've got a ton of stuff going on in your end. Uh, this is a nice, short, and sweet Geekscape talking about Werewolf by Night. But I think we covered all the bases. I think so. Um, I mean, you know, look, Werewolf by Night is a character, an interesting character. You know, the way it presented is the classic thing. Everybody turns in the moonlight, and they had a way to mystically bring that out. Um, there's a lot of places that character can go. You know, eventually, somewhere to Hulk, he gets control of it. He can change when he wants to and all things like that. Also, similar stuff that you see in things like Underworld, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the idea that, you know, maybe an older, more experienced werewolf can do that stuff. Um, th- there's a lot of interesting places they can go with that, you know. And again, Man-Thing, obviously, we've already said, I think there's a lot of potential there with the, with the multiverse that they could do. You know, maybe I think, you know, we were expecting Secret Wars, opportunities to maybe see these characters and something like that, you know. Um, Elsa Bloodstone, I mean, they, they cast Laura Donnelly, who's great who's also in the Nevers, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot, lot of potential for a lot of things. Oh, by the way, they even, um, I don't expect this, but, you know, recent Deadpool stuff, they had her sort of get involved with him. Um, you know, there's a lot of places to do a lot of these things. Well, Ian, the human comic book encyclopedia. Thanks for joining. Uh, let's go back to our own businesses um and we'll get back together for the she hulk i I think i'm gonna see you on friday you will see me friday for for a wedding uh and geekscape is we're gonna see you next week with a brand new geekscape and uh a she hulk special so just because our lives aren't slowing down uh in leaving us much room for geekscape (laughs) this doesn't mean geekscape slowing down you're still getting your geekscapes uh, thanks for doing this, Duty. Sure. Uh, Dudio. I was going to call you Duder. I was going to call you, I was just call you Duty. You're not Duty. Dude. You're uh, dutiful. I'm, you're loyal. I'm not and Duty. You're awesome. But uh, you are not Duty. Uh, but you, Duderinos, out there watching and listening, uh, thanks for being a part of this. And we'll catch you next time cool. on Geekscape. Share this with your friends. Bye. Bye. All right, Geekscape, it's not so fast. As we were wrapping up, Ian said, hold up, hold up. I did some research. And uh, here's an interesting story. Uh, about the man thing swamp thing correlation uh what did you discover ian so even though they you know so they came out two months apart but the the individual creators were actually roommates at the time (laughs) that's len ween on swamp thing and jerry conway on uh no it's jerry conway created man thing len ween created swamp thing yes but len ween actually was a writer on the second man thing story of even though he claimed he didn't know anything about you know them being you know similar and marvel actually was considering suing but then they realized that there was a something called the heap that was from from 1942 that roy thomas who was a co-creator of the man thing was a huge fan of and was trying to get you know to come back again and ended up not getting any traction and then he create you know helped create man thing and if you look at the heap it's like it's man thing basically it looks like Man Thing. It's yeah. a no, that's a so, that's a 1940s comic. Yeah. So Marvel basically realized <laughs> they couldn't go ahead and sue DC when they were already you know ripping someone else off. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> 
All right, Geekscapers, I hope you enjoyed that addendum, that little factoid Ian found. Uh, enjoy the episode. We'll talk to you all next week. Thanks, dude. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.